Welcome to Life Play. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong, powerful Patsy Blackie. Patsy, are you ready to do this? Yes, I am. All right, let's go and welcome back. Patsy is a feng shui expert. She's the founder of Zenatica. She's helping people find and live in flow and harmony. Patsy, tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. I'm going to be happy to. I'm a mother of two, one almost 33 years old, another one almost 15 years old, 18 years apart. So you could imagine how my life has been for the past 30 something years, having to start over a lot of shifts in my life that basically kind of helped me get into this trajectory of where I'm heading as a human in my evolution. And what is the message that I would like to share and bring to my audiences? I'm the creative director as an Attica, a graphic designer and functional specialist for the past 20 plus years. And I do a lot of workshops in English and Spanish, which I really enjoy. And it's really interesting to say that because when people see me, they don't know what I am, which is, <laughs> which is could be something kind of interesting. Then my last name is in Palaki by by marriage, but I'm Latina. So when I speak Spanish, everybody's like, oh, I thought you were Asian or I thought you were, you know, from the Philippines or something. And then and it just really sparks a conversation and people end up smiling and laughing because it's it's kind of like how do I integrated all these different facets of one person, right? I can really cannot really define myself as one or anything like that. So it's one thing to put in perspective why I do this work. And one of my specialties is something that I really enjoy doing is bringing more harmony into people's lives. And that also starts with identity. So as a graphic designer, brand strategist, it's kind of like getting into what is it that you are wanting to attract and how to magnetize that through your identity. And it's a process of filtering out what really shines out there. Because for me, it's really important to maintain sustainability and definitely something that can withstand the test of time, being transcendent, something that's not going to look outdated after a few years of building something. To me, it's something that's important because one, I think in one way or another, is less waste. And it's something that just kind of maintains something that can really stick. If your message is congruent, of course, we continue evolving. But that essence of you, that essence of the project or the idea is still pretty much in truth to what it is that you want to convey in life. And how do we carry that through? So not only through the identity system, but it's also... How do we live once we have this identity established in, let's say, in our corporate or office setting? How do we live with that? How do we thrive? And something that I really enjoy doing is kind of planting those seeds of how important it is to maintain a stable environment. Right? It all starts with the most basic things. Is your chair stable? Is it crooked? Are you happy on your desk? Is your space big enough that you feel comfortable in it? Is it too cluttered? Is it too distracting? Because sometimes even 
you don't even see the clutter because you're so used to having it around. But what is that distracting from you? So it's all about the senses. It's all about tapping into what is it that is in your radar? Because the closest things that are within you or around you is what's going to impact you the most. So what, you know, I really like to ask my clients and whoever's working with me of those things to really pay attention. What is in your radar? What is it that you're touching that is really making a difference in your life or taking away from your life? and start putting, planting those seeds, start seeing how do we navigate this life through all these different shifts and hurdles that we've gone through for the past, well, almost three years here in the U.S. And how do we accommodate? How do we adjust? And it's all about that. So feng shui, it's all about adjusting through the different life hurdles that go in your day to day. And what I really like about this tool is that it really encompasses every single facet of your life, every aspect or area of your life, whether it's career, family, work, relationships, recognition, knowledge, helpful people, and of course, everything in the center. It's all about the overall vibration or health of your life. So everything ties in into the center because in order for us to feel healthy, harmonious, vibrant, all these different facets of your life need to be in harmony, should be in harmony as best as possible in order for you to feel like you're living a thriving, healthy life. I love it. So it's not just the direction my chair is facing. Exactly. Well, it's all about how the energy impacts you, right? We are very sensitive. I think you probably know that little by little, we're beginning to understand more about what really energy is, especially if you're talking to someone, right? How are we exchanging this energy right now? It feels right. It's harmonious. Both of us are feeling okay to be in front of each other. But what if there's something else that is just really not, not, um, feeling just right. You don't know what it is. It could be something very intuitive. You may get a hit in the head. You may get a kind of feeling in your gut that tells you there's something kind of off and that you need to pay attention to that. So it's all about how do we weave? How do we live our life through energy? How is it entering your space and how are you responding to it? So we are all vulnerable to life. So what are those areas that need more tender, loving care where you need to strengthen those parts of your life in order for energy or life not to really hit you in the head, so to speak? So it's it's paying attention to and looking out for if I were uh, trying to find ways that I'm being bothered or blocked, looking for resistance. Is that Correct. fair? Yes, looking for resistance or things that don't work or feeling like you're vulnerable in some places. A perfect example, it could be at the office space. And the other one I want to talk about is the kitchen. At the office space, let's say your your back is facing the door of your office. You're Somehow you get used to it if you have been in that position for a very long time. But what does that happen to the psyche? You're constantly having to look in the back whether somebody's coming in the door, you're constantly being 
bother. There's a distraction that continues to happen that basically kind of causes a little bit of stress and even a little bit of nervousness, if you think about it. So when it comes to making small changes in life, I would say be present and be ready for what life is bringing you. So why not shift the desk in a place where you're actually facing the door and you feel like more in control of what's happening in that surrounding. In the kitchen is the same thing. The stove represents money, finances, and feng shui. So if you're facing your back towards the front door, it's kind of like saying, I'm guarding, I'm, I'm putting too much energy into something that you really shouldn't. It should be open to receive the goodness that life brings. So it's about how do we accommodate those things. It's easier to shift an office or a desk than a stove. So there are ways to kind of deviate the energy, kind of shift it around so it flows into your space better and that you feel better while you're doing what you need to do. And that is to, you know, prepare really great meals and really enjoy that process of just being and nurturing yourself. What what does the stove represent again? Finances and money. Huh. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's fire, right? So you're in there. You're actually creating something, creating abundance, creating fulfillment and nurturing. I wrote down the princess and the pea, or we, we, we all remember that story where it's the tiniest little thing, but it's going to nag at you and... If, if you don't take an action yeah. and change it, then it will negatively impact probably every aspect of, of, of life. So no matter yeah. how small, look for where you're feeling vulnerable or not, just not, 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 yeah. not good. Exactly. And I think everyone, if they take the time to really take a look at that, even if it's five minutes and just observe your current environment, it will definitely tell you what's happening there because even the things that you see and things that you don't see are still very um, present. You know, it's an intangible force that we work with when feng shui. And for myself, I've been practicing this for a while. I look at the, even if I'm making, creating a logo, I'm looking at the negative space. I'm looking at the constriction within there. It feels if it's too tight, if it's too constricted. Because for me, it's all about feeling free, feeling like you can definitely move around. And it just projects in every facet of your life. I would say if you're in a constantly feeling like you are contained, especially in the office area, right? It's very, uh, there are places that you really can't do anything about it. But how do you bring in a sense of flow a sense of freedom, a sense of, let's say, even fresh air. You know, just bring some nature into your space. A live plant versus just having something that it's, you know, dead. Make a make it a ritual to bring fresh flowers to, to, to your desk or bring something that conveys life to you. It could be a portrait of your favorite place that you want to visit in the summer. Something that just kind of gives you the space that of ample spaciousness. And I think that's a really great way to see it now that, you know, we're becoming a little more 
you know, we're working too much. <laughs> and and I think we spend a lot more time at the office than on our beds. And that's something that we really need to balance out and feel that if we're really going to take it to the next level, we really need to nurture our bodies more and more. Resting is a big deal. And I myself will, will cooperate with that. I tend not to sleep as much because my mind keeps going. And once I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming. And if there's certain things that we can do in order to kind of get into this place where I'm asking my higher self, I'm, at, I'm telling myself, Patsy, you're going to have a good night's sleep tonight. And because it's it's a constant going or what I'm doing and what I recommend for people to do is to take away more of that distraction in the bedroom, such as cell phones, TVs, um, anything that takes away from your energy, because this is the time that you really need to just be at rest. And it's important. You know, you're very physically active. You need that time to repose and regenerate and recharge. So much good stuff there and so much, so much food for thought. Mm. Um, so many of us hate our work. And I think it's probably part of that is the office. And if we dug into it, we'd be able to explore what is it about this environment that is constricting me or making me unhappy or uncomfortable and just taking little small steps and bringing in flowers or a plant or whatever it might be that can make you feel um, more, more open or more spacious. I think that, that can go such a long way. And it makes sense that... Mm -hmm our energy and our attention and our bodies are under attack from modern living and being mindful and paying attention to that, even though you might think it's little, it's the little things again, back to the P princess and the P that will have a big impact over time. Yes. And one thing that as my work evolves and as I'm learning more about sustainability design in more of a, I would say, how do we live in harmony? How do we create that? It's the sense of living in biophilia, biophilic design. And it's one, another facet of the work as I'm involving with this is how do we live in harmony? How do we bring nature back into our constructed environments? How do we implement that? And one way that I found to be very interesting, and I actually love it, is think about the elements. Think about nature in those in that sense. If, if you feel that there's too much jitter in your office, for example, bring something that is soothing like water. Change something that makes you feel like you, you have this accessible to you, you know, right there. Maybe a, like a, a, a photograph, like I said before, or changing the rug in your office, changing the paint if you can. And if not, see what you can do. Maybe bring a shawl or something over that you can sit, something that is, you know, that reminds you of water, that makes you feel flowy. Or even wood, you know, that's something else that people like to feel grounded. You know, changing those little things and bringing, thinking of nature with the elements, right? Fire is all about action, high energy. We don't really want to bring more fire into the office because you already have to really deal with other people and yourself you have to be energetic so fire and fire is kind of a too much of a clash too much of a good thing 
So it's how do we harmonize that in Earth? It's a really great mediator for that. How does Earth represent in your life? Sand or, you know, the picture of a mountain. Something as simple as that can definitely kind of start seeing the way that we tend to forget what makes us feel good when we're outdoors, right? So bringing the, that essence of your favorite place outdoors into this place that you have to spend much, most of your day in there. So that's the way that I like to think about biophilia, the love for nature into that, because we really need to bring it more and more. I notice even with my youngest son, they don't have their break outdoors anymore because of the weather or because of COVID at one point is everybody is living in confined environments. They rarely see the daylight outside of a window. You know, it's really interesting if we start thinking about that, how impactful this is becoming. And it's it's just, we don't think about it anymore because it's becoming the norm. And I really have issues with that. Well, once, if we really spend a little bit of time thinking about, like, we're not very healthy right now. There's so many different problems that, that human beings are experiencing. And I think a simple thing is just that we're so disconnected from nature. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the more we can bring into our lives, our homes, our offices, I think that that's really nothing but a really, really, really positive thing. I was thinking about, um, I think that we all have something in our mind about the little wooden tray with the rake and we push the sand around and you don't, I didn't really have a, an appreciation for what that really was. And it's mm. a way to reconnect with the physical world and with nature. Yes. Um, yes. I just thought it was a stupid thing to have on your desk. <laughs> and now you can play. Some people have the little mini golf thingies, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's a very interesting way of seeing it. I used to, used to keep rocks. Actually, I do have a couple they're crystals now. And every once in a while, I, I play with them. If I'm thinking, if I'm creating something, it's just that I need to feel something organic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So much, uh, so many opportunities to, to find, to go back to the basics and to yeah. really uh, think what is it that, that makes us human and to to your point, that's it's it's a rock. It's it's organic versus everything that we surround ourselves with as inorganic. And mm-hmm. we are very very organic creatures, and we just kind of stick ourselves in these sterile, constricting, you know, poor environments. And then I guess we're surprised why uh, why we don't feel well, and shocked that the interventions like pills and stuff like that aren't really helping. Mm-hmm. And you think about it too, something to be always kind of mindful. What is it that you're going to take in, right? Your nourishment. What is it that you're wearing? At least for me, I take a little bit of effort to find clothes that are 100% organic or, you know, for example, cotton. Um, It's something very important for me. It's breathable. I I feel like I can breathe with that. If I'm wearing synthetics, you know what I mean? It's those little changes, you know, being mindful of those small changes 
or even let's say your pajamas you know this is the time that you're resting wear something that is comfortable that is natural for you to for you to really treat yourself well i love it yeah well patty thank you so much for coming back on where can people learn more about you how can they engage with you it's a pleasure being here with you george you can find me at zanatica it's my platform it's my holistic platform and graphic design studio based in houston and of course instagram facebook you just type in my zanatica or zanatica and i'm right there thank Excellent. you well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Patsy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find Patsy all over the World Wide Web via Zenatica. It's Z-E-N-O-T-I-C-A. Is it Zenatica.com, Patsy? That's right. Exotic Zen. <laughs> and find her on social media. I'll link all of those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Patsy. Thank you. Great being here. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.